My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe came along and changed everything. With Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. Now I can accept in-person, contactless payments right from my iPhone. No extra hardware required. What's truly remarkable is how I can cater to all of my customers' payment preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe ensure a smooth checkout experience every time. And it's not just me. Stripe helps businesses of all sizes, from local markets to global retailers, scale quickly and stay agile. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Welcome to a slightly altered format of the UK Tech Weekly Podcast. If you're listening to us in your head, then you can't see us. But if you're watching the video, hello. I have Jim Martin, editor of Tech Advisor with me. Don Preston, uh, staff writer at Tech Advisor. And also Scott Kerry. Newly promoted editor of uh, Computer World UK. Thank you. How are you, boys? Good. Great. Good. Yeah. New setup, so hopefully <clears throat> everyone can hear what is going on. Busy week in the consumer space. Sorry, Scott. We will come. <laughs> we will come to you. Um, but Jim Martin, you were at the Google event this week. I Google was indeed. Following up to to the very day, fourth of October, a year since they released their Pixel phones, and also more widely the Google Home uh, Pixel Two. What do you think? Pixel 2. Well, Pixel 2 is, of course, two different phones. Um, you've got the smaller 5-inch one and the larger 6-inch one. The 5-inch one is, is frankly, not as good as the bigger one. Um, <laughs> so so just, for, just, just uh, to remind everyone, so HTC manufactured the first Pixel. You have the Pixel XL in hand I got there. the Pixel XL here. Um, and it's... When it, when it divided launched, opinion, didn't it, with design? Yeah, you've got the, the crazy split back with uh, with the glass top and uh, the aluminium body some people liked it some people didn't um, it's also tapered so it's thinner at the bottom no camera bump though thicking at, which thicker is why. at the top no <laughs> camera bump um, the glass is there for a good reason of course it lets the bluetooth and wi-fi antennas do their job without having lots of antenna lines across the back of the phone although they still have one they, they yeah. still have them it's see i quite like that design but a lot of people yeah. didn't and it was designed by htc but Google, it's made by Google in little bunny ears. Made bunny by ears. Google. Yeah. Right. Um, so this year, HTC still made one, but the one with the big bezels at the top and bottom. And then so, LG made the larger one, right? That's right. Um, so it's a bit weird, actually. that uh, what, So one of them, the one that's made by LG, is squeezable, which takes technology from HTC. Yeah. So it's kind of a... There's a weird collaboration a weird going collaboration. on. weird um, collaboration. What the, does squeezable mean? <laughs> right, so... so yeah. the, 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 the I love that you don't know about it. <laughs> it's great. Squeezable basically means you can... you can you're, When you're holding your phone naturally, you just give it a little squeeze and it will do something. In the 
in the case of the Pixel 2 XL, you can squeeze it and it will bring up the Google Assistant. Uh, so rather than having yeah. to say, okay, Google, or press a button or you know, hold something, you just naturally just give it a bit of a squeeze and then you can say, okay, Google. Yeah, so you look less weird on public transport. Exactly. But yeah, the HTC U11, which also came out this year, was the first one to squeeze. Mm. And I find it quite funny that everyone <laughs> everyone rips that phone really hard because yeah. they said it was stupid. And now that all these tech reviewers have gone down to the Pixel event and they're like, this is pretty cool, man. Yeah. Like, Google's so innovative. But yeah. um, I was just imagining like foam edges yeah. that were like... <laughs> yeah. 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 It, is, it is a weird sensation because you're just squeezing something that doesn't have any resistance. No. Yeah, um, it's not what you expect from a phone. It doesn't feel Yeah, quite... I think that's probably the most gimmicky feature of the new phone. Yeah. Um, the Pixel 2 XL, it's expensive but it's a very nice looking phone yeah it's got some some pretty good tech in it and uh how expensive is it expensive it, it's it's 799 for 64 gig so is that in between iphone 8 and iphone x it's the same price as the 8 plus that's okay. 799 for 64 well, gig yeah so i think in dollars it's 649 for the small one yes and that's then right. 849 for the big one yeah, and right, it's slightly okay. different in pounds, slightly less in pounds. Which so they're going nice. toe for toe, basically. Pretty much, yeah. yeah, pretty much. But it's basically the same design. It still has yeah. a smaller glass thing at the at the back, fingerprint so, sensor on the back. Yeah, yeah, you've got the fingerprint sensor on the back, but it's below the the glass now, and I think it looks a lot better. No, I mean, yeah, yeah, no wedge shape this time. Right? No it's just wedge flat shape. It's flat. I've you know I've played with it at the launch event, and I thought, you know. It, it's expensive, but it's a really nice phone. The okay. screen's yeah. really good. It's got all of the, the tech inside to, to allow it to compete with the others. And the, of course, the trend at the moment is phones are more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> you almost don't bat <laughs> trend if, if someone announces a phone and it's more than £800. So, uh, and we have one of those phones right here, the iPhone 8 Plus. Very expensive phone. I think this one's like 9 Two nine or something ridiculous. Nine four nine is it's the larger capacity. But yeah, just no is. one pays it in one instalment anymore. That's do the no, point, no one's paying that in one. Everyone day, gets yeah. it on contract. I mean, the, yeah. the the Pixel Two XL. Since we're talking about it, that's, it was uh, on Carphone Warehouse, I believe it was fifty seven ninety nine a month with a 999 upfront cost well, yeah, now that that is a lot of money yeah for anyone i've just written, an over, x, over two years an x contract's going to be what 65 yeah i just yeah. wrote i just wrote up an iphone 10 article um well yeah as it, or the x no one's yeah. gonna call it the 10 are they no um, i just like calling it the x to <laughs> annoy them basically and there was there were some tariffs and they all ranged between 60 to 80 pounds a month and all of them had an upfront cost that was around 100 or 200 pounds <sighs> Oh. Is is any phone worth that much to somebody? Um, I, don't, I was talking to somebody about this last night, and he wasn't even aware what the iPhone eight was, and he thought it was called the iPhone X, and he was like, "What is it?" And I think potentially it could be this is the one where people queue up around the block again for an Apple product. Mm. Um, it, it's it's bragging rights, isn't it? Yeah. The ten. If you get hold of one, yeah, you, people are going to be like, "What what is that?" Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, Pixel two, Pixel two XL. I don't know whether they can compete for like the the marketing prowess that the X is going to have the ten whatever, um, <laughs> but are, are people going to buy them? Because a big problem with the first two Pixel phones is Google didn't make enough of them, and you could never get hold of it. That's that's a very good point. Um, hopefully, they'll have sorted out those availability yeah. issues this time around. I mean, they joked about that in the in the talk, right? I didn't so think that was a funny joke. To, I don't think yeah. that was a funny joke to make. Yeah, <laughs> you so can't manufacture enough of your phones. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. That, that won't be an issue this time. Um, they're also waterproof this time, so they they missed out on that kind of crucial feature last yeah, time. Yeah. Everyone else's phones were waterproof and Google's weren't. This time they are. But at the first event, they made a big deal about the fact that they still had a headphone jack. 
Ah, yes. And now they've taken them off. So apparently yeah. Apple was Great right. Great yeah. uh, won that. <laughs> Apple won that battle, even though Motorola did it first on yeah. the Moto yeah. Z. Um, and I think the trend now is that headphone jacks are going to be a thing of the past. Um, I've, I've seen a couple of other flagship models which are coming out later this year. They don't have headphone jacks yeah. either. So, yeah, I mean, just on, on that point, Google also announced coming soon. Uh, Google, well, actually, yeah, the Pixel 2 isn't available till the end of this month. Pixel 2 XL is in November. It's in November, yep. that's right. And then right. around that same time, we've got Pixel Buds, which aren't quite like AirPods because they're still connected. Still the wire with... between them. Yeah. Um, so is that what people at Google is expecting? To oh, so to what, do they like, wrap around your neck? Yeah, yeah. So, so it's like two, two buds. Dangle down. Yeah, neck, yeah. Neck I've, got, I've got a pair of those um, for running um, Bluetooth that yeah. I really like, and they cost about um, 49 So how much yeah, are the Pixel Buds? 160 <laughs> <laughs> But let's not forget but, but there's a yeah. big, big advantage with the Pixel okay. Buds, uh, which is that they'll do real-time translation using Google Smarts behind the scenes, basically. So you can talk and the person wearing the buds will hear it in their language that they've set and when they reply it, it comes up the loudspeaker on your phone come right, that's cool. loudspeaker yeah. on your phone in their language google are good at stuff like that and yeah. it was pretty cool this yeah, yeah. You know, the demo was great um presuming it was live will it be good enough <laughs> of course will it be good enough to really work in real time when you're in a different country yeah. using somebody else's 3g network yeah. exactly. uh, you know you're in a taxi you need to get your point across Google Translate was a bit sketchy for that before. Yeah. Whether or not this will do the job. That's so pretty niche. Like Google out. Translate, I was, I was saying to Jim earlier, I tried to use it in a taxi in, in Lisbon uh, the other week. And obviously, like, I'm a bit of a nerd. So I was like, oh, just grab Google Translate, break it out. And then you get to the point where I then have to pronounce the Portuguese. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, like, I didn't know. I didn't know how to do that. That's right. <laughs> so I was like, oh, right, this is great. I have the words in front of me, but I can't say them because I don't know, you know, how to speak I just like Portuguese. the old show. Just hold yeah. the phone yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Ricky, the this hotel place. address. Take me to this address. <laughs> Can't you make the translate app read it out? Uh, you probably can. Yeah. But again, this It'll hopefully be... will. It's an expensive yeah. way to, to break down another language barrier. Yeah. And make us English people all the more lazy. Yeah. Exactly. Wicked. Um, so, phones, what do you think? Are they going to be a hit? I mean, we're going to like them as tech journalists, but Pixel didn't really break very far beyond that last year. It's a hard call, it's a mixed bag. Um, there's, there's, so one of the biggest things, I don't know if, if you were going to talk about this later, but AI, machine learning, neural networks, those are key buzzwords at the moment. And that's how people are trying to differentiate their phones. It's not, this one has a Snapdragon 835 yeah, yeah. and 4 gig of RAM. Nobody cares about those kind of specs anymore when everyone is trying to push this machine learning. These phones are really smart. They know what you want. Apple's got an A11 Bionic chip. They're going on about how yeah. you know Siri's better and, and understands what you want before you even know you want it. And this is, this is how people are going to try and sell their flagship phones and justify those high prices. Google does some of that on the device, but a lot of it is off the device using Google's massive cloud processing if you like yeah. so it will be whether or not consumers will care about where, whether it happens on the phone or not but the trend is going to be towards phones doing all this stuff offline and if you can have a phone that can do that translation offline with no connection in the back of a taxi yeah, that's then yeah. that's going to be a killer feature yeah, the, for some people the consumers don't care where the processing's no. happening they just need it to be seamless so yeah. if they have to like switch over to apps to do all of those different things and that's not really going to work it needs to be all bundled in with your with your assistant which is i think yeah. what siri tries to do so of course that added to the fact that they've got oreo they've got a guaranteed update to android p next year 
for Google fans getting that that vanilla experience it will be worth it for some people yep. for others it's not going to cut it yeah and Google really stuck to their guns because I mean debatably made a quite boring introduction to their <laughs> to, to their um, to their presentation compared to what Apple actually actually Apple's are quite boring this year as well but Google are very insistent that it's not mobile first it's AI first and the whole thing was about the software and the computational process behind yep. Google Photos Google Lens all this cool stuff but it, it's kind of admirable that they do say that because they do present the software and then it is then here's the hardware that you'll get it like you say you'll get it first but maybe in a few months time all the cool things that you can have on the pixel first are still going to be on other android phones yes exactly that in terms of they made a big deal about saying don't compare phones on specs it's all about the experience which was almost an admission that they don't have anything special in yeah. the hardware yeah and so it's it's asking a lot when you could buy for something like an LG G6 for about £450, True. which is has very similar hardware to the Pixel 2 XL, which is almost double the price. Yep. Mm-hmm. So and made by the same company. Yeah. The same company. <laughs> so this is the issue for the vendors now, is that the baseline for the quality of the hardware now is so high that what they've got to differentiate on yep. is the software layer. Exactly. Because yep. the great thing about the Pixel last year was it wasn't an overly inspiring piece of hardware, but just the, the exclusive nature of the uh, post-processing in mm. the camera just made it just the best camera on any smartphone for and ages. It, yes, and yeah. talking about the camera, which we haven't really mentioned, they say DxO Mark has given it the highest ever rating, yep. 98. And, okay, it doesn't have dual cameras. It's not going to give you the option of having a wide angle or a telephoto photo. But when you take pictures on it, the chances are, we haven't tested it out yet, but chances are it will match up to those claims and it will be the best at the moment. The best any, point and shoot. Yeah, yeah. best point yeah. and shoot. And, and Google Photos is a phenomenal app as well. It's great. In terms of post-processing and storage. All and of those photos and videos you take, even at the highest resolutions and quality, are all stored on Google Photos for free. Yeah. So you've always got them backed up. You don't have to think about it. And okay, yes, some people have pointed out that that only runs till 2021. But by that point, you're going to have a new phone. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. stretch your time. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> I, I think for people who are into their photos and videos it's a pretty compelling it's the one well, yeah. anything's better than you know iCloud and then you <laughs> fill it up in about 10 seconds That's right. so. and now pay us and now yeah now yep. now you owe us some money yeah that's a good point before we move on to the home mini I just want to ask any, do any of you know anyone who owns a Chromebook uh, no. I own a Chromebook how is your Chromebook <laughs> <laughs> didn't know that about you Dom uh, it's a few years old to be fair um, it's just one of the cheap little Thanks, Acer. So here you go. Um, so that was always, for, for me personally, where I thought the sweet spot was for Chromebooks. Yep. But Google is insisting that your £200 Acer Chromebook is no good. <laughs> I should buy and one And you should buy your $1,000 yeah. uh, Pixelbook, which Jim also has used with his with his hands. I have, I have. It was, what is it like? It's a very, very shiny, sexy device. It's <laughs> so thin, it's so light, but is it ans- trying to answer a question that no one is asking? Yeah. Mm. Google says everyone wants or everyone should want a device that's the best of a laptop a tablet and a smartphone personally i think i don't want that i've already got a tablet you know everyone's got a smartphone everyone's got a tablet probably everyone's also got a laptop so which one are they gonna upgrade to this which one's gonna replace all those devices for them um there's it's too expensive i would think for for what it is when you consider that you can buy pretty much any other laptop you want so if 
if for some reason you don't want Mac OS or you don't want Windows 10, then this could be a third option. But why you would want this mix of Chrome OS and Android mm. it is, is weird. Yeah, is, it's not good enough can... yet to be a productivity kind of solution for for the executive. Yeah, and exactly. it's too expensive for consumers. The fact that it's trying to compete on price with the MacBook Air would scare me a little bit if yeah. I was um, a, a Google stock owner because I guess <laughs> I, I, I think that's they they should be trying to compete on the lower end of the scale like they were before even if it's a few hundred quid below. Um, but going toe-for-toe with Apple on, on MacBooks is, is dangerous. I think. Uh, of all the announcements they made, this is like this is the luxury one. This is mm. the one that they didn't need to do. And it's for Google fans still at the moment, whereas the Pixel 2, I think, hopefully for them, it will break into more mainstream and we'll see a few more you know, on the tube or whatever. Phones but, is yeah. different, yeah. <clears throat> but for the Pixel book to be that expensive, and also it really irked me <laughs> when we were watching the presentation. Um, they try to call it a four-in-one. But the, so normally, you know, t- two in one is laptop that you can change into a tablet, right? Yeah, okay, surface. The other two that they added to make four was the fact that you can like stand it up like that angle or like flip it up like a table. No. You can't call it. <laughs> that's just two other <laughs> positions yeah. to use your two in one. That's not four in one. <laughs> no. God, that really annoyed me. Anyway, Pixelbook, quite expensive. Uh, what about clips? Oh, so I wanted to talk about these. <laughs> Are these essentially um, the like little camera devices from the movie and the book, The Square, where... Circle. I don't know what that is. The circle. Thank <laughs> the you. camera is a square, the movie is a circle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> is that what they are? Yeah. So, basically, yeah, yeah. someone was also saying this to me the other day, is it just the circle? Yeah. And it, so in what, the film... the circle? So it, it's a Dave Eggers book about, like, a Google-esque company right. um, that basically starts um, surveilling the whole of society mm-hmm. and then monetizing that data. Um, and then very they, unfamiliar. Yeah. And then they made a really, what is genuinely a bad movie bad. version um, with Tom Hanks as the CEO of the company and um, Emma Watson. Watson is the lead in it. Um, and basically, as the film moves on, they start releasing this device, which are these little clip-on cameras. And that is what causes everything to sort of come tumbling down because then everyone starts videoing everything. Yeah. And they can start basically monitoring everyone in real time. So, <laughs> <laughs> Clips is a camera. I did, they didn't make it clear whether or not you can only use it with a Pixel phone, but I presume you can use it with any Android. I, I think yeah, you can use it with anything because it's an all-in-one box, basically, yeah. with, with offline AI, going yep. to back, back to that point as well. So it, it figures out what are the moments to record because it doesn't, according to the presentation doesn't do it the whole time they're, they're not just oh it's always good to trust ai to decide what's good to, what's <laughs> oh, not good yeah. to record so they were clipping it like to like their baby's cot and you know like a bag of flour when you're making a cake and yeah all. you can be in the moment not taking a picture of the moment that sort of thing okay i i, I think the, the privacy thing um going back to the the film yeah if google was was trying to had any sinister sort of motive behind it then it just wouldn't work i i would trust that it would be a private device that they say it's all mm. encrypted. Of course, it's going to be as secure as it can be because yeah. if if it got out that Google was trying to do something sinister, it'd be a, a, the worst PR disaster. No, I, I completely agree. So that that's kind of irrelevant. The the biggest problem for me, and as someone who has kids and who might possibly be the target for this for this product, is too expensive. Yeah. It's sort of two. It, assuming it's going to be two hundred and fifty pounds, it's two hundred and forty nine dollars. That's a lot. It, it's a lot of money for something that is a total unknown quantity. Yep. You, you don't really know. Mm, but is it, is it going after GoPro? 
Not can you really, snowboard with it? This is can the you... kind of thing that you would only use in your own private space. It's you wouldn't yeah. attach it to the swings at the local park because no. it's not going to have enough AI to only get your children or your pets yeah. or you. You kind so... of like train it on a scene and just yeah. let it it's, sit there. It's mm. more about it taking photos at the right moment as well rather than like filming a whole oh, okay. so it's it's kind of of segments. Yeah. But it's also just actual photos. Like if you yeah. smile and you're in, or everyone's in the picture, it like learns your faces and who it's to take pictures of. Oh, you're all in the photos product. together. That's, yeah. It's just a uh, strange product. It is odd. It is, it odd. is. It's the strangest product. Um, so that all sounds quite like a Google ecosystem ready to go. Um, Pixel Buds potentially only work with the Pixel? Because I'm just thinking yeah, like Apple know. AirPods, Pixel Buds, Pixel. Are, are they bringing this round to having more of a walled garden now? It seems that way, doesn't it? I don't actually know the answer to that question. Um, because also the services they provide, like so on the new Apple Watch, you can only, you can't do it yet, but you can only stream wirelessly over LTE Apple Music. Right. And, and Google, are they going to start siphoning things off? Because I'm on Google Home and the Home Mini, which we need to cover quickly. Yes. Um, you can stream Spotify, but you can't do Apple Music. Are we mm -hmm. going to eventually find that the products that you buy, much like you do with Apple at the moment, Apple sort of just makes you use certain services. Will Google start doing that with its hardware? The, at the end of the day, it's there to make money. Um, its devices are there, just like Amazon's are, just like yeah. Apple's are, to make the company money. So the more money it can make, yeah. the, the better it is for them. So who, it could well go that way. And, and it's we, the same with all yeah. of them right now with the smart assistant stuff, like uh, you know Apple HomePod will probably work with Spotify, but it won't do anything with Amazon Music or Google Music. The Echo devices don't do anything with Apple Music or Google Music. The Google devices don't do anything with Apple Music or Amazon Music. Yeah. They yeah. all just look at the other, you're a rival, I'm not going to support your music platform. Spotify's so good, you can do it with everything. Yeah. Yeah. And Spotify's the only one that's just sort of coasting around between them all because it's ubiquitous yeah, enough yeah, to get away yeah. with. And got in there with the labels. Yeah. yeah. We will talk about Amazon in a sec, but Jim, finally, uh, what are your opinions about, you had the Google Home, now you can get the Home Mini or the Home Max? Well, we didn't actually see the uh, the Home Max. Unfortunately, yep. that wasn't there. Um, but that <coughs> is clearly going to go up against Apple's um, HomePod. Yeah. Uh, probably around the same sort of price, I think. Yeah, it's four hundred dollars. Um, so they they they're essentially positioning the Google Home for every budget. So they they've they've brought out the Mini, which goes up against the Amazon Echo Dot at, yep. at forty nine dollars, forty nine pounds. Is it a similar size to the Dot? It looked bigger. Yeah. It's a little bit bigger. And yeah. the, the biggest problem with the Echo Dot is that the sound quality isn't isn't that great. No. And yeah. of course, we didn't get a good enough chance to hear what the sound quality was like of the Home Mini because it was very noisy in the uh, demo area. But uh, it, it could be brilliant. And of course, the Google Assistant is arguably better than Alexa because it's got that whole power of Google behind it. Yeah. Mm. Um, Alexa's pretty smart too. Alexa is. I, like, I, I use Alexa. Like Alexa. I use yeah. Alexa and I love Alexa. Yeah. But I wish it could answer more generic questions like yeah. Google, the Google <clears throat> Assistant can. And I think Google will always be in the, the better position for that. So I think it will be. Uh, it's still very early days. Not many people have a home assistant and there's, there's increasingly more choice. Um, I think well, it's a battleground, isn't it? It is mm. a battleground. I think people will choose one system and then buy multiple units yeah. so that they can use it around the house. You don't really want to have different systems because it will they will work because, of, of course, they will all control your Philips Hue lights or your, your other smart tech. Um, but it's going to be a better experience if you just have one yeah. system. Yeah. Let's come back after a quick break and talk about those Amazon products that we... 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. So a couple of weeks ago, in my excitement at the consumer technology on our table and the camera in front of me i forgot to ask my hilarious question so just before we dive into a b2b sandwich uh with uber for pixel picks it or nix it jim i'm gonna say picks it excellent dom yeah picks it we love google i don't know what any of them means <laughs> nix it nix it. He's, he's nixed it all right okay cool so switching it up a minute uh scott uber uh it's always in the news it is it's <laughs> just it's ridiculous really um most people will know that uh the tfl has revoked its london license yeah big news pretty big news they've appealed it and the appeal process can go on for eons apparently yeah can you talk us through where it's at, at the moment and what uber's doing about it yeah so um uber um in london very specifically so this isn't uk wide this is actually just for london because it is transport for london that have um, revoked their license very much loved app by consumers, <laughs> yeah, very <Just> much <laughs> not liked company. Yeah, yeah, weird one. Um, so TfL revoked their license in a nutshell by saying that they um, weren't playing by the rules, um, they weren't treating their drivers correctly, um, and uh, they were worried about the way that they were reporting crime and all sorts of basically regulatory things that Uber weren't doing um, to their liking. So they. Um, quite suddenly revoked their license. And well, I was, yeah, I was going to say, that, that's very unusual. Um, any other company that was so so apparently mistreating 40,000 employees, yeah. you don't just close the company down. It was up for renewal. <laughs> and then they basically, and no one really expected them to mm. revoke the license, but, but they did. And it caused an absolute upheaval on social media from as far as I saw. Um, and there was a lot of really mistaken takes where people thought yeah. it was literally oh, yeah. going to shut down overnight. Yeah. Um, and, and all sorts of things like that. So the reality is that um, Uber are uh, now appealing the decision to revoke their license and they now have to make a load of concessions to be like, we'll play nice, we'll do the right things. Um, their new CEO, Dara Kosrashani, I'm never going to get that right, <laughs> um, flew in for like an emergency meeting with TfL. Um, it was behind closed doors. We have no idea how it went. Apparently it went okay, but they got they came to no conclusion. Brilliant. Um, the mayor for London, Sadiq Khan, said that he was impressed by uh, the CEO's ability to apologise and make concessions. 
Um, it's going to be ongoing. Um, it's easy for him to apologise for something that's not his fault. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what, quite nice when you get sort of airlifted in a CEO. You yeah. can kind of just apologise um, willy-nilly. Um, so, yeah, Uber can run. It can still operate for as long as it appeals. How long do you think that will take? Uber has so much money, it can just lawyer up quite aggressively. So it will at the moment they're playing nice you know they're 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 flying in the ceo they're having one-to-one meetings with tfl they're not going down that legal route particularly they're just seeing if they can sort of do it um behind closed doors uh but we we don't really know to be honest like how well they're progressing because there's no transparency into that process i i personally think that uber will win that appeal i just think a company of their size and standing and with the new leadership they'll they'll manage to broker some sort of deal when that happens i have no idea but the consumers don't care because they still get to use uber for as long as for as long as it happens um so that's what's happening with them in london in broader sense um the board's gone up more people yeah the the already massive board is now up to 17 people are they, now, at imagine least, are they still all men imagine trying to make a decision <laughs> with 17 people yeah um is that was one of them still kalanick kalanick is still on the board um but once you expand the board you dilute anyone who's currently on the board's power so kalanick yeah. and benchmark capital who were the original vc backers or one of the original vc backers of uber they have all lost their super voting rights. This gets quite wonky right now, but basically... Um, super votes. Yeah, it, it, it dilutes their power to um, make decisions in the company. So it kind of, it's in the press, it's been called like a true steal, okay. where by expanding the board, uh, Benchmark have dropped their lawsuit against Kalanick for fraud. Kalanick no longer um, can basically try and force his way back into the CEO hot seat. Um, so it's kind of just... It's actually a big win for the new CEO because it's kind of yeah. eased all the tensions across the board, which were really, which was one of his biggest jobs coming in was just trying to like settle that situation down and try and like push forward. Yeah. The most interesting thing for me coming out <laughs> of that announcement was that Uber put a very firm timeline on when they want to go public as a company, and oh, right. um, it, they want to go public by 2019, which is okay. a very short timeline. Yeah, it is. Um, to go public, they have to start doing things in a very correct way you know they have to be regulated they have to be um seen to be doing corporate governance correctly and reporting their figures and stuff like that so it's really interesting that they are on that real fast track to becoming quite a legitimate company whereas before they were a very aggressive private company that didn't really play by the rules or anything like that sort of um went to you know the beat of its own drum Mm -hmm. so that's sort of the situation there um whether that plays out the way they want it to you know it's uber yeah. so you never, things... <laughs> you never know what's going to happen if someone's going to throw a pool party and a sexual harassment play and, <laughs> yeah. i know well, it seems unlikely that's going to happen now well yes. i find it, this this round of uber um controversy hasn't really brought up again um how black cabbies feel about the whole thing no um this is very out of the media now it's, it, uber is the conversation rather than part of it yeah and i, I find that a bit weird because i mean i personally do still sometimes use black cabs but Obviously, got to the point now where most consumers in our very London-centric point of view... You're really getting paid too much by IDG if you're getting black cabs. (laughs) (laughs) I got one of my own volition the other day. (laughs) It was three in the morning, anyway. That's Um, right. But, I mean, yeah, do you guys still use Uber? Does does the the, the process that they're going through now affect how you consider the app? I have still been using Uber, but I always feel like a pang of guilt Mm, every time. And this has made me feel more, (laughs) like... 
I've got <laughs> I've got a couple of the Black Cab apps installed, and I kind of feel like the next time I don't I don't take cabs very often, but I felt the next time I might reach for one of the Black Cab apps yeah, rather okay. than Uber. But you still do it through an app. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just way more convenient. No, it just should be though. Yeah, like um, that just makes sense. That's that's not the issue. Yeah, that is the way you do it. Yeah. The thing yeah. is, like a lot of people true. in in the aftermath of like the Uber thing, they were like, mm. "This is TFL's opportunity to like build your own app. Yeah, like yeah. build a proper yeah. publicly run, transparent yeah. black cab app." Also, yeah, yeah but, I talked to my friend the other day. He lives down in Tooting, and he was like, "Well, I would never consider getting a black cab because I got into one in central London the other day. Said where I live, and he was like, oh, don't go down there.' It happens so all the like, time. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, you have to get an Uber. Yeah, um, I still use Uber, even though I, I sit here on a almost weekly basis and slag <laughs> them off. Um, the one one thing is worth keeping an eye on that I'm very interested in is um, one of their biggest rivals in the US is called Lyft. Yeah. yeah. Um, similar you. similar business model. Um, so say what you want about the business model. Um, but they have like, they've always been like the Uber with a bit of a social conscience. Yeah, okay. Um, is their CEO a woman? No, it's two guys. Um, they're quite cool guys. Of course they are. Um, they, they like calling out Donald Trump on Twitter and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> nice. They haven't said directly, but they, they are very much making overtures onto the London market now. Yeah, it, right. it seems like the right time for them They've to They've already been it. in talks, I think. They've, yeah. they've had talks with TfL since all the Uber stuff broke. Okay. Yeah, um, so Uber in um, San Francisco, its home market, um, it's seen its market share absolutely plummet and yeah. it's all yeah. gone to Lyft. So yeah. Lyft has absolutely benefited from um, Uber's struggles in San Francisco. And that's natural because San Francisco is the tech hub. Yeah. Everyone knows about uber as a company they're yeah. very tuned in yeah. so that it's in the chronicle every day you know but in other markets people just don't really pay attention yeah. Mm. but yeah my, my american friends all use lyft over yeah. uber um yeah. and they're it's, really shocked that we don't have lyft over here it's mad yeah. really um i i do email their poor press office on a almost <laughs> weekly basis asking them comment. if they're moving yeah. <laughs> um We'll get that scoop. Get a lot of no comments. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for the update, Scott. Scott actually has to run in a moment. Yes. Uh, but before you, go, before you go, Scott, taxi or taxi? Mm, taxi. <laughs> Dom? I guess ta- taxi. <laughs> Jim? Yeah. Taxi. taxi for Uber and taxi for Scott. Thank you for joining us. We'll be right back Thank to you. talk about some more shiny technology. Cool. So we had a little B2B interlude. Let's get back to the shiny new products that people can buy. Um, Always good. Slightly... Uh, too far in the past for us to remember every detail, <laughs> but um, not as fresh as Google. But a very small, very uh, surprising Amazon event where, uh, took place in Seattle a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um, very few te- tech press were out there. Um, turns out they completely rehauled their very popular Echo line. They did. Um, so now we have, I mean, it, the American uh, <laughs> Amazon is just, there's like run five, or six, five <laughs> yeah. or six Echo products at the moment. But in the UK... We still have the Echo Dot, which is unchanged yep. and is very similar to the Google Home Mini, right? £50. Uh, we now have a second generation Echo, which is the one I think I find the most interesting because it's got a huge price drop, a £60 price drop, down from one, was it 149 14999 Down to 8999 dollars <laughs> That's, that's very good. Numbers, and that undercuts <laughs> Google um, quite, quite, by quite a lot. And then you also yep. now have an Echo Plus, which is... The same shape as the old Echo, but £10 cheaper, but comes with a whole lot more sort of smart home integration, yeah. which is where things are a bit cloudy, and we'll come back to it. Uh, and then there's also an Echo Show, which is the screen Echo, yeah. which is now available in the UK. And then the Echo Spot, which is like an alarm clock, <laughs> bear with me, yeah. and the Echo Look, which is like a pervy cam to tell you... <laughs> 
what to wear for the day. Yeah. They are still US only. <clears throat> so it's a lot. And it surprised me that they did it on such a small scale. But um, in a way, it kind of makes sense because Amazon is normally not too flashy with its announcements and just kind no. of puts it out there. And they often uh, sometimes just put things on the store. And yeah. Don't really tell anyone. It's just, oh, look, you can go. Yeah, buy that now. So, That's right. So you're both users of Google's phones and products and home things, as well as Alexa. Yeah. Um, I personally find Alexa more responsive. I, I, I use it more. Um, what do you reckon the difference is here? And is it going to be beneficial for them to just have so much hardware to push what is basically the same software? Alexa's in everything now. Um, Amazon has cleverly made it um, open so that any manufacturer can build it into their speaker so yeah. you're, you've got the new Sonos one which has exactly. got the uh, Google yeah. Assistant and uh, Alexa Alexa's making its way into things like Amazon's new Fire HD 10 tablet hands-free it's already in the, the cheaper <clears throat> tablets but now this latest tablet is is hands-free so you can sit it there on the on the on your desk and just talk to it as you would with an Echo which that that of course is the convenience factor of not having to press a button yeah it's yeah. huge um, but with this new range, whether it's just going to confuse people too much because there's yeah. too much choice. <laughs> I um, think that's the risk. I think there's there's a lot of products. They Even Amazon didn't do a great job always of explaining what the differences were. Like I look at the Echo Plus and think, I'm not entirely sure what that does that the regular yeah. Echo doesn't. I think Amazon, I, I do, I think the same thing, but because, because we're into tech and we see a lot of it and we use a lot of it, I have this sneaking suspicion that such a large product line is actually going to be beneficial to them. Because I think most people are going to go to the site and go, I want an Echo. And then they're just like, what's the cheapest one with a speaker in it? And they'll just right. buy the Echo because it's 90 quid. Yeah. And I think they won't even bother to even look at the other ones. I think that the confusion is more for us because we yeah. need to understand each yeah. and every product in depth so we <laughs> yeah. can properly yeah. review it, of course. But for the, for the person going to Amazon's website, yeah. they have lovely comparison uh, tables and yeah. lots of lovely feature highlights so yeah. it'll just be down to whatever you want to spend really i think i think actually the pricing is interesting because it used to be that at a sort of 150 pounds for the echo and 50 for the dot really the difference was do you want the cheap one or the expensive one yeah and at 90 versus 50 it feels a bit more like do you want the big one or the small one price is still you know there's still a big price gap there but mm. yeah it's nowhere near what it was and it feels more like it's what well, do you want a tiny little one you connect to your other speakers or do you want a bigger one that's more obvious but uses on its own? Because they're more trying to differentiate on features. And of course, the the, the, um, the Echo 2, as we like to call it, is, yeah. Yeah. is better looking. Um, yeah, it, it looks a lot nicer. It, it does look a lot nicer. Yeah, you can have a and fabric one or a metallic one or a wooden one as well. That's right. Yeah. And the fact that you can change them as well, they're interchangeable, makes a big difference. They've learned so from Google there. They have, they yeah. have learned from Google there. Um, the, I've got both the big Echo and the small Echo. And... The big echo, there's again, it's the convenience factor of having something with a good speaker. Yeah. When when I connect my small echo to a speaker, I have to remember to turn that speaker on because mm -hmm. it's yeah. not on all the time. And then if you talk to Alexa and you're expecting a response, but the speaker's off, you think, oh, what's going on? Has yeah. she not heard me? So, the, with the, with the the ninety quid one, that's that's a great price because it's well under the hundred pound sort of ceiling that most people might be thinking of i don't want to spend more than 100 pounds yeah. to try one of these things but you know 50 versus 90 i think the, the echo 2 is going to be a big seller and then the echo plus uh seems to be bigger speaker better speaker it's got like a woofer or something uh, or, or a tweeter something something <laughs> it, it, it's actually the same as, as the other one i think they've just improved it very slightly okay yeah. um the, the other one had a it, the speaker essentially fires downwards which which is how they get their 360 degree sound because yeah. it, it 
it goes down and the tweeter goes up or something but it, they <laughs> sound they sound good yeah they're convenient um and yeah yeah i think you know, the, the, the microphones even my little like we've got at home i've got an echo dot and then the normal google home the echo dot hears me every single time because it's got seven mics i think and mm. then google home only has two so i wonder if that's something that they'll improve in future generations because you just have to i just have to shout at google but they they did make a big deal at the Google launch of only needing yeah. two mics rather than seven, so that was a dig at okay. Amazon. But <laughs> I would argue Amazon's, they do need it. <laughs> to, to, to Amazon's credit, yeah. uh, in general, yeah. Alexa does hear you even when music is playing. Yeah. And yeah, although we have not had a chance to try out the Echo 2, that will be one of the biggest improvements. Mm. The fact that they've improved the microphones and the far field recognition. Yep. So when you're listening to your... your um, your speaker at maximum volume, it's still going to be able to recognize that you want to skip to the next track or stop it entirely. Yeah. So. And the Echo Show, just quickly, is now available in the UK for 199.99. And this is the Echo, which is basically just a screen, not a tablet, though, and it's all voice commands. Um, and I think recently I saw that it's actually, you could previously play YouTube videos on it, which is another strange. Google allowing Amazon to do something, but Google has now not allowed it to do yeah, it because it didn't up. play ads. <laughs> so Amazon had w- okay. fixed it so that <laughs> they were showing the content without the ads, which obviously Google wasn't okay with. No, yeah. of course um, not. So it's taken a huge um, thing away from it because the other weird thing about the show, I don't know if um, you or listeners remember, but the idea is you have a couple of them and then you can do this thing that's called drop-in and you can just drop in on people. Um, and Yeah, right. So like if, if, it, if, I had, if you had one in your house, Jim, and I had one, I could be like, oh, okay, Alexa, drop in on Jim. It would just turn on if you had allowed that setting. Yes. And then I could just see into your house and you could be like, hi, how's it going? But um, so people were using it to like sort of check Possibly on their kids and stuff. Possibly good for families stuff. who use um, Skype all the time. Yeah. yeah. So for that sort of thing, yes. But it's, I think it's a hard sell if that's the use case that people want it for and they already have a phone or a tablet. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Because at 149.99, the new HD10 tablet is kind of like a yeah. portable show. Yeah. I, I, I must admit, I don't get the... I don't really get the Echo show. I don't get the show. Um, in the I can't see... Many, many people thinking, yes, I want to spend £200 on this weird device. It feels a bit like the Amstrad emailer telephone (laughs) to me. I get it even less now that they've announced the Spot, which I know we don't have in the UK yet, but the Spot is basically a smaller show for a bit cheaper. Yeah, and that makes more sense. A tiny little circular screen on it. You don't need a big screen for that. Not really, and not unless not you know. If you're going to use it as a karaoke machine, then possibly <laughs> yeah. the the Echo Show could could be an expensive it's, it's way of idea. doing that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, but maybe this is just what we were saying. Like we tech reviewers think it's dumb, and I think personally think that the Echo look is a bit weird, which tells you how to dress. But then if people do want to know where to buy yeah. stuff, and they say, "Oh, that would go well with that," and it's computational and it learns and it tells you where to get those that pair of shoes from, and you can just buy it. Yeah. I think I think that people mainly people just buy the Echo, but then Amazon has those other products there to slowly, like you say, get Alexa yeah. basically into everyone's lives. That's right. I think Creepy. it's also worth pointing out what Amazon are not doing, which is which is they're not doing the the what Apple are doing with a HomePod and Google are doing with a Google Home Max, which is emphasising a sort of three four hundred pound mm. amazing sound quality. Yes. Let's talk about the speakers and how pretty. Like they're just like, no, we're not a music company. We're not a sound company. You're not buying an Echo for the speakers. You're no. buying it for Alexa. And that's all they're talking about. I think that's quite clever. Because I don't know. I just yeah. don't see the HomePod becoming a mainstream thing. I think people will, yeah. will buy it. I think it will be a success it on Apple's terms. It will be an Apple terms. fan's product. Yeah. A yeah. bit like the Apple TV is, is a, a yeah. bit of a... They, even Apple calls it an enthusiast product. Yeah. So, But I think they're in that challenging place now because the market's about to shift. As you mentioned, Sonos is getting 
uh, Alexa and Google Assistant. So we're about to start seeing all the big speaker companies doing smart speakers. So if you're really into your sound, are you really going to trust Apple yeah. or Google to make the best speaker? No, or are you not. going to go for Sonos or something you might like go for that? Sonos, yeah, or, or, exactly. exactly. It just or, makes no sense. Or you buy really lovely set of speakers and just plug your Echo in, right? Yeah. Well, the Echo because dot the convenience is perfect of that. for that, yeah. isn't it? Because as long as you're going to have that speaker turned on and, and ready is, to go... And no, I agree with you. Yeah, that's, that's what it Amazon... It becomes a speaker accessory. Yeah. So yeah. that's brilliant. That's what Amazon needs because yeah. it can't at the moment compete on the same levels as Google with its uh, big data set. Yeah. This is how it gets it, right? Puts it in everything. Yeah. And it'll be in your car soon. Yeah. It is... The, I can't remember who who was it who made Alexa in a phone where you can just it's the HTC U11 has got it's the U11 Alexa. isn't it and that's hands free right yes so, so you can get the app but that's the first one that made it like fully integrated yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how it all all pans out <laughs> so quickly before we look at this exciting thing Amazon or Amazon <laughs> I'm going to say Amazon I'm going to say Amazon only because I still think the best thing they have is the dot. and that, I mean, that's still there and yeah. still great, but that's the only one of those products I would ever buy. Okay. Fair enough. Or indeed, be given for free. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, another thing that we managed to wangle, uh, which we're very happy, uh, thank you, Nintendo. This is, uh, sorry if you're listening audio-wise, uh, but we can describe it for you or you can Google it. This is the uh, Nintendo SNES Mini. Um, hard to get, just as hard to get as the NES was and is now discontinued. We've had a bit of a play on it. What do you guys think? It is tiny, isn't it? It's tiny. Um, it's cool, how much though. is it? A very good question. <laughs> I think it's 60. Yeah, 60 or like 70. That. I think that the yeah. problem that retro gaming is, is massively popular at the moment. It, it's brilliant. And a lot of people have been doing it using emulators yeah. on, on whatever they want, whether it's their PC or their um, Yeah, I see people playing Pokemon Pi, Blue on their Samsung. You know, that, yeah. Yeah. Or even <laughs> yeah, on your yeah. phone, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you've got to be a pretty... Um, hardcore Nintendo fan to buy one of these because I, I was playing it the other day and, and it just reminded me how when you originally played those games they were great but now they look crap Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, I mean, frankly the, the resolution is very poor and yeah you might have a few minutes of enjoyment out of it um, but it, yeah. for me it's, it's a yeah, okay. I, I, mean, wouldn't, I wouldn't I wouldn't personally buy one but I would say I think this the SNES version has a lot more going for it than the NES one for a few reasons one, SNES games are just better than NES games. Yeah, like, the industry <laughs> has developed so much in those few years that SNES games, story yeah, lines, they do still look a bit rough, but you've got proper storylines, comic RPGs. storylines, multiplayer. It's just that step above. Yeah, it's multiplayer. It comes with two controllers rather than one. The with cables NES, are longer. <laughs> the cables are longer. <coughs> and as you say, it is kind of for hardcore Nintendo fans in a way, but there's a lovely little thing they've added in for them, which is Star Fox 2, which is a game that was never released. And wow. if you want to play it, other than now it's probably online. But yeah. other than that, you you would have to buy this. Because for me, this me personally, the, that, that intersects where with I was made aware of Nintendo. So I didn't really sort of... This, the, the, the SNES was out when I was like two or whatever. Yeah. So um, they didn't do Star Fox 2 because supposedly they canned it and concentrated on Lila Wars for N64. Yeah. And I was aware of N64 and I wasn't really aware of SNES until someone I went to someone's house and they just had one. Um, so yeah, like you say, you get 20 games plus the new Star Fox as well. Yeah. Um, so 21 games for 60 quid isn't actually that bad. Yeah, with two it, controllers, you can do multiplayer. you got Mario Kart, Zelda, yeah. Metroid, yeah. all the classic It's, it's the sort of games. thing you can break out uh, if you have mates around for an evening, yeah. and then they can reminisce, oh, I remember exactly. playing this yeah. you know, 20 years ago. You're but probably they, not going to buy it and sink hours and hours and hours on your own into playing not, it. But with a, you know, with a few drinks and a couple of people around, yeah. playing Mario Kart on a SNES controller, yeah. you know, there's something to be said for that. Before all the boys get bored and ask to put FIFA on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think it's pretty cool. It's just, again, uh, incredibly hard to get hold of. But they are trying to be better about that. So they, they Nintendo 
says they've significantly up production compared to what they have for the NES. Uh, and they're going to continue SNES production into next year. Which, so the NES, they just did a limited run. And I really think they got a lot of criticism for it. I really think yeah. it just took them by surprise. I don't think they yeah. expected maybe, anywhere near maybe the Maybe they appeal. thought it was just going to be the <laughs> hardcore few that exactly. would want one. Don't and have to worry about. What's interesting is actually people have opened these up. It's the exact same minutes. So what happened was they, they thought we'll it. do a limited run of the NES and then we'll do a limited SNES the year after. So they stopped NES production to start making this in the same factory. And then the NES took off. Everyone else said, make more. And they were just like, we I can't. Mean. We're already making the next right, one. Right, right, okay. So they've made more of this. They're going to keep making them into next year. And then they're going to bring back the NES because they know there are still people who couldn't okay. get that last year and want yeah. that again. Yeah. So it's a cool, it's cool little idea. And eventually the enthusiast would be sitting in front of his or her TV with all the new Nintendo consoles, but also all the old ones. Yeah. And for not a ridiculous price either. Yeah. It's a cool idea. And now the big question is N64 Mini. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that, many more questions. So many more licensing problems. One. I think that's that. the one I would have in a heartbeat. But, yeah. Uh, I think a lot of people would. Yeah. Uh, Jim, Dom, and the absent Scott, thank you very much. <laughs> I will ask you before we go... Uh, Nintendo or Nintendon't? Well, as I was a, a Sega fan, I'm going to have to say Nintendo. Controversial. Very much a do right here. I liked you so much, Jim. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nintendo. Yeah, more if we'll ever see a Mega Drive version or that, that Dreamcast. Yeah. Maybe. I've uh, still got my Dreamcast. Do so I don't, need a, I don't need a small <laughs> version. I'll just plug it in now. Play a bit of Bomberman. All right. Um, or was that Nintendo? Uh, that, was, that was Sega. Mm. But you could also get on some of the Nintendos. Sweet. Yeah. Anyway, we will shut up. Thank you for watching and or listening. Uh, we'll be back next time. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Dom. UK Tech Weekly Podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello? Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.